Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Interlinked where we have conversations on the issues that plague our country from an interdisciplinary lens. Our topic for discussion is the pervasive nature of casteism inherent in our country's justice system, particularly prisons. Prisons are punitive spaces, but they punish certain vulnerable prisoners in more ways than one. What happens when the structures that aim to protect us through constitutional guarantees like article 14, 15 and 17 become breeding grounds to reinforce untouchability and segregation. In her recent article from segregation to labor, Manu's caste law governs the Indian prison system published in the Wire. Ms. Sukanya Shantha provides us an insight into how in several states prison manuals still dictate the kind of labor that should be assigned to prisoners based on caste. We aim to have a larger conversation on marginalized inmates and their basic human rights, the, the psychological impact of labor segregation, deconstructing such violence, and the motivation behind her work. To give a brief introduction of our guest speaker for our listeners, Sukanya Shantha is a Mumbai-based journalist. She's been writing on law and social justice for over a decade. She's a recipient of the Golpita Award conferred to young writers who have made significant contribution to the anti-caste discourse. She's a Pulitzer Center grantee to report on prisoners' issues in India. She was also recently awarded the Shivling Fellowship for the South Asian Journalism Program. So, Kanya, thank you for being here with us today. To set the context of this conversation, I would like to begin by asking you your early influences and your areas of interest. Where does your interest in prison systems stem from, and when did you start working with marginalized inmates to bring their stories to the forefront? What was the motivation behind writing this particular article? Hi, hello, Dia. Uh, thanks a lot for inviting me for this conversation. Um, uh to begin with uh, so so yeah like like you mentioned that i have been writing uh, for uh, for past a decade a little over a decade rather um and uh, since the beginning i have been actually covering uh, law and social justice as a beat uh, like like in journalism you are given specific beats to focus on and law and social justice was uh, given to me from, at a very young age um so i used to actually report from the lower judiciary from from lower courts from magistrate and sessions court mostly and along with that uh, so i used to work with uh, the indian express in mumbai earlier uh, so along with uh, covering uh, lower judiciary i was also covering the central agencies uh, which which includes uh, your cbi ed uh, uh, then uh, national investigating uh, uh, agency so so there there was this um, a wide range of cases that i would actually like cover on a daily basis uh, so the central agency usually handles your uh, uh, you know, like really uh, the rich influential or maybe like a very high profile cases and then you would also have cases of theft and robbery and and really like 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 cases that 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 shouldn't actually be um, forcing people to be confined in in prisons but but still you would have people actually be in, uh, in prison for like longer duration so so i realized that like there were there was this like wide range of uh, stories that i was doing from the judiciary angle but i was uh, uh, but but there is also so much more to actually explore so much more to actually talk to people and find out what exactly is the prison life um but in the beginning uh, like 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 most actually that's 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 the issue with uh, uh, uh with with most uh, reporting that happens around the prisons it's looked at as a crime reporting where you actually look at everybody who is put behind bars as deserving of that treatment because uh, because our understanding is that they are criminals and uh, 
violation unless and until it's of an extreme nature as in like unless and until somebody doesn't die inside the prison we wouldn't actually be moved so so that kind of reporting uh, was something that was by, by like as in like it was by design like because the beat was designed in such a way that we would actually i i along with like several other reporters who were covering uh, uh, prisons then would write it and i realized there was something like uh, like fundamentally wrong with that approach it took me like a little longer actually to understand like what exactly is is the flaw and where exactly uh, uh, i was lacking or maybe like the whole uh, uh, whole reporting around carceral punishment was actually lacking then um over time like i actually i i i have a law degree i have like studied law uh, a masters in law so from tata institute so like uh, for while i was at tata institute i was actually placed for my field work in one of the prisons in uh, in a, in, a, in a place uh, that's a, that's a kalyan uh, district prison uh, that's like a, a, a prison in kalyan taluka uh, in thane district outside mumbai and that actually gave me like a great exposure to to the prison life like as in because i would actually be going there like week after week like actually collecting information understanding the, the prison life there and um, one thing that stood like stood out completely was prison uh, because because mostly uh, the, the 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 narrative the discourse around prisons that have been set by the academia or by the ngo is primarily focusing on um uh, imprisonment of people who are incapable or inadequately uh, uh, like like sufficient like they're insufficient of like actually um, uh, raising their own funds to be out uh, on bail or maybe they don't have the wherewithal to actually be released on bail or maybe like acquitted over a period of time but this whole thing of like uh, uh the, the 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 class narrative of it also had like something very deeply ingrained in in, in them is is the caste and um, i realized that okay fine like you you uh, like 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 the ncrb data actually the, the throws at us uh, 70% of uh, the total uh, number of people in the prisons are from um, sc st obc community uh so so like but when you go inside you realize that uh, while they are there uh the narratives are not around uh, them like as in like while you have like a large population of uh, prisoners who belong to the bahujan communities you don't really see that in the narrative only once maybe in the year when the ncrb data is out we speak about them in data we don't look at uh, these numbers in person we don't actually identify like okay fine the ones who are inside in the prison are lives and not just the numbers so so yeah like as in like while i was at 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 uh, tata institute i was working so this was something that was like really bothering me and then i also happened to after my my um, uh, masters uh, in law i actually happened to work with uh, amnesty international as researcher there again i started actually working in prisons and uh, got an access to prisons in karnataka across across karnataka state for for a good uh, like 18 months where i had like an unbridled access uh, to prisons so that actually helped me to to un- understand this much closer like as like from one prison to actually going to several other prisons in the entire state and and i understood like okay fine what what one thing that i really need to focus on is not just the whole criminal justice system uh, from from the from from the uh, from the uh, from the lens of uh, uh, class but i need to like actually focus mostly on caste and that is how like i eventually started uh, working on it and i had been writing on prisons as in like once but like i completed my uh, my work at amnesty then i returned to journalism again i had been writing on a very uh, like a smaller scale as in like on state level or maybe like across the states i have been writing stories then uh, in the process of actually uh, researching i realized that like the caste that we actually look in prison is not only because uh, uh, because like as in because 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 it exists in the society but there's something also like deeply ingrained there something something more institutionalized in the, in the entire process 
and that's uh, that's like that's 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 mentioned in the manual. So I, I actually like went ahead uh, reading uh, several manuals across uh, different states, and and then this the story actually like uh, took shape, and that's also like when I realized like okay fine like when we see like a large number of people are in the prison, a large amount of discrimination is also happening against a certain community, certain uh, caste. That's also like something which is uh, which is institutionalized, which is by design like actually meant to be that way, so that the structure exists and 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 continues in a certain form. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's mostly that. Yeah. So you mention in the article how it's easy to sideline the caste aspect because it isn't considered an overt or visible form of violence, and that's why maybe a lot of legal think tanks or social organizations haven't done that much in-depth research in this particular area. Could you please elaborate on caste as a form of structural and psychological violence based on your field experiences talking to prisoners, and maybe what were the key differences you saw in the treatment of former male and female? Prisoners. Hmm, hmm, hmm. So I, I wouldn't say it's invisible. I would say rather NGOs that are actually uh, uh, working in the prisons and also like the the academic spaces which have engaged in in the prison life have seldom touched upon the caste realities. And that also happens because uh, most of these uh, networks are also a, a, a dominant upper caste Savarna networks, which are working in these spaces. And if you were to actually like uh, problematize caste in the prison space, you will also have to problematize your own locations, your own caste locations. And that I suppose like must be discomforting for, for, for most people who actually engage in these spaces because I don't understand um, how if you are actually engaging in prisons and day in and day out are reading uh, prison manuals to actually uh, uphold the rights of prisoners, um, when you're doing that, how is that you do not actually come across something that is written right there in the prison books, in the prison manuals? Because I, I, I do not find, like, I, I don't know what is, what might be a convincing answer to actually this behavior. Because I have been actually engaging with a lot of people who have been working in prisons and I've been also like actually like asking them like what exactly, uh, uh, like where exactly are they looking for like rights and, and, and uh, are, are pushing for changes and uh, uh, amendments in different uh, 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 violations like in, in different rules that are existing in, in prisons or maybe how they are addressing the issue of violations in prison they all actually like respond uh, saying that like they are either referring to the constitution which which actually gives you your fundamental rights and uh, besides that they, they speak about uh, the prison manual so to me like I, I, I've, I've been I've been actually questioning like how, how exactly like that could happen and then and I could only conclude that like they never saw prison, uh, issue of caste as a serious issue inside prison. They all looked at uh, issue of poverty as in like, they all looked at in the binary of uh, uh, the poor and rich. And the poor who are incapable, like inadequate and are unable to actually like uh, raise funds for their own um, uh, freedom uh, are the ones that we need to address without actually realizing or understanding like uh, who, uh, like understanding the, the identity of this poor. Like they, they are like the the poor are not uh, devoid of like the caste identities. Like so, one has to like actually then like look forward and like actually look look ahead and then actually see. Okay, fine. If there is a poor person, a poor uh, individual, who, like, quote unquote poor, like who, who are these? Are they SCs? Are they OBCs? Are they STs? Are they the ones like who are so marginalized that that they are unable of uh, unable to actually like uh, raise the like uh, like. Uh, uh, like ha like actually have the wherewithal to actually be released the, from the prison. So that's that's one thing that I realized for me it was uh, civilly uh, like I, like that was civilly lacking actually in, in the in the prison space. 
um also like what was what was the next question that you asked that what were the key differences maybe you saw in the treatment of former male and female prisoners right 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 so uh, so like as in um, the story actually uh, speaks about uh, what is written in the prison manual and it also speaks about related uh, treatment in the prison but alongside uh, there are like a range of other treatments which are violative which are discriminative and and which needs to be addressed from a very clear uh, human rights uh, lens um so those things are also actually covered in the, in the, in the in the story and um, uh, like like as in like the first story that i speak about like uh, ajay story from 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 a prison in uh, rajasthan who is who is who belongs to scheduled caste from bihar who is actually arrested who is wrongly arrested in a, in a, in a first case and then he actually ended up in prison for a couple of days months rather and uh, he was badly treated but then you also come to maharashtra in maharashtra you don't, your prison manual don't have um, uh, say such violative rules like as like it's been removed uh, years ago but that did not actually mean that the treatment of prisoners belonging to uh, the bahujan caste identities were treated well like when when sadhvi pragyasing actually pragyasing thakur actually ends up in 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 prison uh, in vaikla prison in maharashtra automatically there are three people who are actually like assigned to her as per her caste so so a thakur another thakur uh, uh, prisoner is actually assigned the job of uh, feeding her and one uh, some uh, a woman of uh, from from jat uh, community is is assigned to actually take care of her like as in like somebody who is supposed to guard her in the prison and then there is somebody from the uh, sc caste who actually meant to take care of her toilets so like such such um, uh, assignments of job happens in 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 a prison of maharashtra where you do not have this uh, segregation which is assigned uh, say like in the prison uh, manual similarly in, in tamil nadu uh, which is considered to be like where the anti caste discourse is is much richer like 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 in maharashtra the anti caste which uh, the discourse of uh, tamil nadu is also much richer than say the northern uh, uh, states uh, but here uh, again you will uh, you see like in in prisons like in palankottai prison or in madurai prison where uh, prisoners are actually segregated as per their caste and not just the prisoners even the prison officials are segregated according to their caste because they do not want like two caste identities to actually come together their understanding is that they might end up clashing but they don't understand like segregation is unconstitutional is unlawful so like so caste actually manifests in different ways and and these are like something that that is that one can actually point fingers and say this is what is happening in prison but there are so many so many such uh, experiences that people have had in prisons where they have been treated differently because of their caste identities um here i will also like add one more point is um, so now the ncrb data says that uh, uh, the se- like 70% of the total population well, uh, total prison population would be anything between 4 4 and 1/2 5 lakhs every year that's that's like the population which ends up in prison for a, for for a duration for a dura- like for a longer duration otherwise you have like people coming in and now the floating population which might be like close to 20 lakhs so let us consider the 4 and 1/2 lakh of that if um, if 70% belongs to scst obc that uh, that 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 70% also needs to be questioned because uh, most of these caste identities are not uh, 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 like actually uh, written down properly so when i as a prisoner if i enter the prison i am asked for my caste identity so i might be uh, say like if i am from karnataka and i belong to a uh, an obc caste in karnataka i might end up saying like i am obc or i might not even know my caste identity and i might just say like meko jaat nahi pata jaati nahi pata so then then it's the is a prison official's discretion to actually add that so we do not really know like really if it is 70% or it is like 
far higher than that. Like my, my hunch is like it is much higher than that uh, because we do not really like most of most of uh, people who are actually like uh, put under the general category. And my hunch is like they also belong to one of the three categories, one of the like SCST, OBC category. So my my understanding of having actually like uh, seen prison from up close, like I understand like it must be much much higher than seventy percent. So yeah, so like as in prison population. Uh, uh, is so, so much uh, like as in, like if, if it's like so overpopulated or overrepresented by by the Bhojan communities, the exploitation is also definitely going to be just as bad, or maybe like far worse because uh, outside at least you have like some some kind of negotiation negotiation powers. You you have like you can avail uh, some some uh, some uh, uh, this this mechanism that is available outside. But in prison, that like all of that is. Um, uh, like taken away from you, and the opacity makes it even much worse. Like as in you, it's difficult to actually raise voice and like actually speak about uh, these issues. So yeah, as in uh, like the type of uh, discrimination, violation that a prisoner might actually go through, uh, it 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 is of 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 an in, in intense uh, kind and and much worse than like what one would actually face outside the uh, prison. And the redressal mechanism is. Like a fewer, like you do not really have like enough for redressal mechanism. You wouldn't really have like lawyers, and you wouldn't have like people who can actively advocate for you outside. So yeah, that's that's mostly uh, what I had to say on this question. Yeah. So speaking about the idea of violation of prisoners' basic human rights, could you shed hmm. some light on the idea of prisoners' basic fundamental rights? So particularly in terms of Article Twenty One, which talks about hmm. living a life of basic dignity, and which the Supreme Court, in judgments pertaining pertaining to various kinds of custodial torture, have affirmed. How do you sort of juxtapose that vis-a-vis -vis discrimination sanctioned by the state it itself? Since you know prison manuals, you also have spoken about how they blatantly dictate caste-based discrimination. Hmm. 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 So, so constitutionally, like a prisoner has like every other uh, uh, like right, like constitutional right, like you and I might uh, enjoy. Like perhaps maybe like right to vote is something that they might not have in the prison because we have like uh, several judgments uh, saying that like a prisoner might not have like the right to uh, vote. But otherwise, you all these rights are like they are. There is. They, they exist in your in, in in the law books. They exist in the constitution. In fact, constitution has stressed upon a prisoner's right, uh, like uh, right to speedy justice, right to representation, right to legal aid. All of that has been like mentioned in in the constitution. I believe with the understanding that if it is not explicitly mentioned, it might easily be violated. Now you have explicit mention of these things in of, the, of these rights, uh, very specifically in your constitution, in your law, and time and again we have had like uh, judgments like. Uh, 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 we've had uh, Sunil Batra case, we've had DK Basu, we have Hussain Sinara Khatun case. Like all these cases have time and again spoken about right to bail, have spoken about uh, speedy trial, have spoken about right to legal aid. Uh, but that also uh, doesn't really get translated in on the ground level. So you, you need like one Hussainara Khatun or one uh, Sunil Batra or one uh, DK Basu case to actually go to the point of Supreme Court. And going to Supreme Court from a magistrate level is never an easy, easy travel. Like it, it, it requires like that. Like the system has to work in your favor. Like something must have to click right to actually be able to address that issue in the Supreme Court. And then you will have like some order or some, 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 some rule change or some amendments that has been brought in the law. So, uh, so yeah, like as like constitutionally, if the right exists, uh, not necessarily it is actually like translating, and 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 I believe that like a lot of organizations which are working, which are doing a very serious job in this, 
have been trying to actually make uh, access to justice more and more uh, like as in like make justice more accessible but not necessarily all of it is actually working uh, at the same time and 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 it's it's, it's excruciatingly uh, a slow uh, painful uh, painfully slow process and and uh, things are like like moving slowly ahead um, we've had like a few like uh, landmark judgments for sure uh, uh, on, on the one hand we have uh, so many uh, judgments and so many orders and uh, uh, the constitution and legal uh, uh, like uh, uh, provisions which are available for a prison a prisoner uh, but uh, at the ground level like it's 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 like the the implementation of it is is um, is not as effective and uh, like as like in 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 one of the stories that i wrote like after uh, uh, the first story on past uh, in in uh, in prisons like there's another story that i wrote on on the on the on the transgender persons in prison so one of the uh, trans uh, um and like i spoke for the story speaks about uh, his um, experience of uh, uh, of of being sent to jail and and he says how uh, during covid when he and two other people were arrested in araria district of bihar uh, they were taken to the uh, to a magistrate court now it was a it was a holiday court so the uh, the magistrate was available in his residence now the magistrate did not come downstairs they were made to actually stand on the ground the magistrate was standing on the first floor and uh, from behind the window and curtains the magistrate decided to send them to uh, the judicial custody for a week now that is how your uh, system works where you have a magistrate who is supposed to ask if they have any complaints if they if they were physically uh, uh, assaulted if there was if, if there was any kind of uh, human rights violation that's the first point where a magistrate actually asks you and then dispenses justice uh your your magistrate is standing behind a veil and 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 speaking and not even speaking and generally just dispensing in his in his understanding justice so that's that's how violated the entire process is so uh state is uh, violated state is something which will discriminate but what about judiciary like that that's that's like that's like a pressing question here as in like one needs to understand that it's it's even even if you have like uh state wanting to do wonders like because i have met a lot of uh, uh, prison officials who really were keen in actually making difference like in karnataka in tumkur i actually met one uh, prison superintendent who was who was brilliant the way he was actually like taking care of things he he knew that there were like so many things lacking and he was trying to make changes but he could only do as much uh when the judiciary is not actually like reciprocating and the judiciary is not actually helping and aiding in this in this kind of work then it becomes difficult so so yeah as in like constitutionally you might have so many fundamental rights given to you but in in and and in in uh, in paper uh, theoretically it might actually seem like all of this is available for uh, for the prisoner but not necessarily they are made available uh, to the prisoner so yeah right stemming from that question what is your opinion then on deconstructing such violence in prison systems based on your theoretical and practical experiences and um what are the achievements that have been made in this journey towards humanizing the prison system um so there are like a bunch of um, uh, efforts that people have made um, on on several levels like uh, we've had uh, 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 like 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 for children uh, uh, of prisoners like there there is something called galabhet uh, galabhet uh, is primarily like generally gale milna like actually like uh, uh, like embracing your loved ones in prison because you cannot touch and feel like uh, people when they come to meet you 
so in 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 maharashtra they have actually come up with this concept where where, where a prisoner where a child actually of a prisoner actually comes to meet him or her they are given access they are able to like uh, sit together and really like have conversations and and that's like a successful effort that has been made so such such uh, changes have happened so while those are very very essential they don't address the uh, the much uh, uh, deeper serious concerns like like um, uh, like I, i would say like during covid like i think the prisons uh, the prison structure of the country was exposed very well as in like uh, right from march when uh, so march like uh, like you know, in the last in the second last week of march when uh, uh, we had like a lockdown uh, uh, like a national lockdown announced around the same time the supreme court also suomoto took up a case and said that uh, prisoners should be released in mass and you you set up a criteria because prison is a state subject it it gave uh, uh it 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 ordered the state to actually come up with their own formulation of uh, of decongesting prisons and they said like you have to release because if 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 there's an outbreak in the prison like one will not be able to take care of it now states could have actually done a lot judiciary could have done a lot like as in like your high courts and your legal aid services your magistrate courts could have done a lot but all that they actually focused on at that moment was uh on crime on 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 this on the on this whole um, fear psychosis of if people were to actually let out they would end up uh causing the disruption in the society so they have to be inside they have to be inside so the world outside would actually feel safe so so like so like these these things were happening and 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 uh, the most of the uh, prison rights uh, conversation and discourses were trying to address it but they were not able to like actually like look at it uh, uh, on a, on a very uh, a micro granular level uh, granular uh, level because you do not have so many people working on this on the subject and you do not really have so many so many people who might have the reach to to like say the last prisoner in the in the in the in the, in, the, in, in, in one official area in some state like it's it's very difficult so so yeah like the, the challenge existed and people were like actually trying to do something people were addressing like it it in the high court level uh, uh, there were organizations like pucl in maharashtra actually went to bombay high court uh uh like uh, there's another organization in npc uh cpap uh, which actually went to uh, to the court there uh, in in np so like people actually went like in the high, in the in delhi high court also like like petitions were actually filed so like people did actually go to the different courts and generally say that the condition is not happening there is not enough uh, um, uh, attention given to the conditions of prisoners so so like yeah as so, like some efforts were made and some efforts were like 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 there were like Uh, there were like some like you you go like one step ahead and you're like also like push like two steps behind like that was happening uh, time in and again and and yeah like as in like it was becoming difficult so like this this has been like the the problem with prison like you will have like brilliant orders coming out uh, from from different courts you will have like different uh, states making different uh, policy level changes and you think that okay fine this is like like definitely a step ahead and definitely something to 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 actually um, um, uh, to celebrate but not necessarily that is translating uh, on the ground uh like like this this story that like uh, on caste and prisons that i wrote um, uh, led to a sumoto petition in in the jodhpur bench of the uh, rajasthan high court after that uh, rajasthan state did actually uh, uh, remove all the problematic clauses uh from the prison manual that was happening for the first time in 70 years so like yeah that is something that one will applaud and one will actually say is great but does that actually really change the uh, the mentality on the ground does that actually make the state any uh less fastest um i'm afraid it doesn't so so this 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 is constantly happening and and i don't know if there is like a a, a clear uh, 
a clear simple answer to how to actually like bring in different measures because uh, there are only so many ways that one can actually address these issues and uh, engaging with those issues in, in in those many ways are the is the only way out as a like you go to the you go to the court you like you you can have advocacy happening with the court you can have it have it on the state level on the district level on on the prison level but yeah but i suppose like one thing that is like seriously lacking in our uh, prison discourse is uh, is 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 uh, this complete uh, like like refusal to actually accept caste as an uh, as as the foundation as the fundamental issue on it and unless and until we don't start like actually speaking about caste of uh, behind uh, the whole uh, uh, carceral punishment i suppose that it it is going to be uh, like it, it's it's like it's something like i i i'm i'm guessing like that's 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 one thing which is like really lacking in 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 uh, our uh, prison discussions yeah Firstly congratulations truly the power of the written word is supreme and we hope it moves other courts to take due action and follow suit but just like you said this is the first step in the right direction and simply erasing a few provisions uh from the prison manual won't help implementation is a very important aspect as well so my last question for you sukanya is that kya raja a lawyer in your article speaks about prisons just being a reflection of society outside which i completely agree with there is a lack of representation of marginalized communities in positions of influence as upper caste students and listeners of this podcast how do we start con- conversations to make caste visible in the context of power structures without appropriating narratives of the marginalized i think it's a fine line which is crossed all too often and it's also very prevalent in all kinds of de- debates pertaining to the savarna savior syndrome so what would be your parting advice really to our listeners um so so as in like i do not like as in like each one of us is is as is at the end of it a product of caste as in like uh, you me or anybody in the subcontinent the subcontinent are are affected or are touched by caste in different forms the only thing is like uh, maybe the bahujan caste cannot afford to be silent about it and uh, the savarnas can afford to actually like just ignore it and 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 believe that it doesn't touch them unless and until something seriously like uh, dawns upon them and they start talking about caste so so the like like the the whole severe uh, syndrome that you are speaking about is when when person actually speaks and and uh, discusses caste as something that exists outside as something that is only impacting the lower caste and not speaking about how it is impacting them i would rather say like, like if one if even from from the savarna uh, uh, locations if somebody like actually speaks about how caste is impacting their own socialization uh, their own uh, lives and uh, their own lives and their own um, uh surroundings uh, that would actually be a good start as a, like i'm sure like a brahmin family is also uh, like like a woman in a brahmin family a man in a brahmin family will also see like how caste is socializing uh, socializing them how how it is actually change, bringing in changes in their lives and how it is impacting them so those discussions don't really come out uh, and and uh, see uh, also like caste cannot be looked at as something just that is impacting the bahujans the impact is coming from something so impact is coming from the savarna uh, uh, location so like we 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 got to like actually speak more and like actually discuss more and engage more with that and yeah i, I suppose like as in like as in i'm i'm because because this this podcast is meant for uh, uh, for the students and for the students who are actually like engaging in in uh, uh political sciences in sociology very very closely like i i would, I would rather like actually and, and it, like you mentioned like it's it's mostly the the savarna and the uh, like the upper caste and the upper class uh, uh, 
uh, representation is much higher in 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 your university space. So, so like uh, one has to problematize their own caste location before they start engaging or getting into into in, uh, engaging like getting getting involved in in these in these issues. I believe, yeah. And um, yeah, like Raja says, like Raja, like Raja is like a brilliant lawyer. Uh, Who's who's uh, K R Raja is who's working in Tamil Nadu. Uh, he is actually now pursuing his uh, masters in law from uh, Nalsar in Hyderabad, and he has he has been he's he's a psychologist. He's he's like somebody who has actually worked as as a therapist inside prison for like some uh, I think uh, some five six years, and uh, he engaged with prisoners for that long, and then. He also like then then he realized then he also like he also became like a practicing lawyer eventually, and uh, he understands like I said like you cannot you cannot suddenly uh, think about uh, poverty or you cannot suddenly think about uh, issues that are impacting uh, prisoners uh, without understanding uh, uh, caste as a fundamental problem. And he says like so just because caste uh, like like one can't suddenly think that okay fine caste exists only outside prison it doesn't exist inside prison and everybody is treated uh, badly and equally like that 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 is not the case like caste is impacting everybody inside but it's impacting uh, the bahujans much worse so like that starts as understanding and 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 it is very obvious like as as you start engaging with the issue of caste more and more you you understand that that is exactly how uh, caste um, Plays out, caste manifests in, in this in these spaces. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will. I will. I also like to like add one thing. Like I, I, I just realized I did not mention this. Uh, so most disc- like I said, like uh, the discourses that are actually um, uh, set speaks about uh, poverty as one of the issues. Another one that speaks about where where you have a lot of people outraging is uh, the right of political prisoners. Uh, so that's something that like I, I, I have been like actually deliberating over for for some time and. Um, I've also felt that, like, while uh, it is very essential to talk about, say, right of political prisoners, like, I, 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 I would first like want to like, uh, I, I first do not understand like who exactly uh, uh, would 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 actually qualify to be called a political prisoner. But but there is a certain understanding that people have over years, like, actually uh, come up with, and they are associated with uh, a certain kind of prisoners, like, especially from the left leaning uh, ideologies as political prisoners. But such type of discussion, what happens is when you actually magnify that, what happens to the ones who are not your um, typical political prisoner, like as like an ordinary prisoner who whose whose politics is unknown to us. So what happens? We do not really have discussions happening around that. And also this whole thing of like if 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 the whole idea of 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 the of the of the uh, the, the uh, left ideology is to actually bring in like a, a classless society. By building this whole class of, um, say, uh, political prisoners, what happens is like then we only focus with this hyper focus that is actually put on on say the, the 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 political prisoner class, and in the process we do not actually have any time or any space or any any dialogue that is happening for the prisoners uh, poli- like prisoners whose politics is unknown to us. So that's like something that has I think like over years when we have actually pushed the whole. Uh, um, um, uh, uh, the, the the penal discourse in in uh, uh, in the mainstream, like we have only focused on political prisoners, and we have not actually talked about uh, what it is to be a prisoner uh, uh, without uh, clear politics, or 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 an ordinary uh, uh, prisoner who, uh, who whose right is also just as important. So so yeah, like that's that's something that I would re- want to add. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, like you did not mention this question, but I also felt that like it's important to actually 
flag this issue at some point yeah well, thank you for that insight and i think a key takeaway from our conversation today for our listeners has been that we sort of need to have those uncomfortable conversations and problematize our own political stances to have more meaningful conversations surrounding caste thank you so much for this enriching conversation today and for sharing your own personal experiences with us we wish you all the very best and we look forward to reading more groundbreaking pieces from your end thank you dear it was great talking to you too